it's your girl Titi from the D and I want to thank you for stopping by for tonight's very first official Mindful Monday. Right here, every second and fourth Monday of the month, you can catch me and sometimes a very special guest or two as we talk about things that we should be mindful for. There are so many topics, so many things, so many areas we could tap into, and we will tap into. But on tonight's special episode, we're going to talk about the importance of customer service. Let me start off by saying thank you to every man and woman, boy or girl, because we're getting younger and younger working as young entrepreneurs who provide awesome customer service. Now, there are trainings and there are classes that can help teach people the proper way to deal with customers. Often, we encounter people that have no training. It's just a natural gift. That means that your mother, your father, big mama, granny, nana, whomever, auntie, uncle, whomever was a part of your village or the person who actually single-handedly raised you, taught you the importance of being kind, giving, affectionate, attentive, respectful. And then along those awesome mixtures of characteristics, you, the person, allowed yourself to be an awesome person in the customer friendly world and when I say that I'm really talking to all of our wait staff our bartenders our cooks chefs people on that nature the people to run the front of the businesses receptionists secretaries administrative assistants personal assistants virtual assistants Anyone that helps kind of shape the form of a person's business, where they are the first person that they greet when they're in person, or if they are the first voice that a person hears when they call a telephone number to contact a place of business. Shout out to all the people who understand that putting positive energy into the atmosphere Helping someone or people have the ultimate experience when they're dining out or visiting a place of business, conducting business, becoming a client, or are the client. How important it is and for you to wake up every day and go off and get the best part of you to the world, I just want to say thank you. I want to share a couple of uh, scenarios and personal real experiences And just some things that I know because I've been in the world of customer service, wow, for over 30 years. My nine to five or my day job is some people would say I work uh, in education. And I deal with people from all walks of life, parents, stakeholders, educators, um, yeah, children, just all type of different people from different titles to no titles, right? And I'm always going to be that same person, no matter what title you wear or where you come from, where you, where you are, where you're going, where you've been. I'm going to treat you with respect. I'm going to treat you with kindness. 
and I'm going to try to be as informative as I, as I possibly can. It's important that the information that I give to people on a daily basis is accurate and up to date. And so I'm very pleasant, even when people on the receiving side of it tend to not want to give it back. I had to learn and it was a hard lesson to learn, I'll be honest, to be professional at all costs. For one, you never know who you're talking to, especially when you're on the phone. For two, you never know who you're entertaining when they walk in that door or when you come across someone that you're working with or for. Everyone doesn't always dress the part, so you never know if you're going to be entertaining the CEO of a business the executive to a business, the founder of a business. You understand? They could come in like you and me, hardworking and just trying to see how their operation is being ran. So it's always in your best interest as an employee to always be on your P's and Q's, but always give grace, be kind and respectful. Now in my other part of my life, I'm an executive assistant to independent label. I'm also a personal assistant to a few artists by trade. I'm a freelancer, so I do a lot of production work on different levels. I wear many hats, too many to run off, but I'm just probably what you would reference as that go-to girl. And I wear that hat with a lot of honor because I love to represent myself, but I love to be a representation of people that I work with as they do their thing to build their empires and grow. I'm also doing the same for my own self, right? Being a freelancer is hard work. Being an entrepreneur is hard work. But you put in what you get out. You get out what you put in, if that makes any sense. So let me take you to a couple of scenarios that I personally encountered that really inspired me to do this segment. And the very first one is recently... I visited a wonderful restaurant in downtown Birmingham and I was with my family and it was a nice, uh, it was kind of sunny, but not too hot because, you know, we've been having those type of days. It's like, oh, MGZ, what are we dealing with? It's either too hot, too cold, in between it's raining and storming here in Michigan. But on this particular evening, it was really cool and a very nice evening. And we decided to go to this establishment in downtown Birmingham. And so when we got there, my youngest son and I, Cody, we actually arrived first. And then my husband joined us and we uh, requested a table outside on the patio. And so there were no available tables on the outside patio in the area in which I wanted initially, but there still was uh, some outside outside seating in the covered patio outside, if that makes any sense. And so the hostess, shout out to Sam. Her name is Sam. When I, you know, we arrived, I asked for a table in the patio. She says, well, we don't have anything at the moment. Um, but, and she started looking around and she says, but we do have something in the covered patio it's still outside if you would like to, you know, have a seat. I looked. I said, yeah, that would be great. And it actually was better just in case the sun was going to come out blazing. Because the area initially that I wanted to sit 
um, did not have any covering except the little umbrellas and things like that. And so I thought, you know, if it rains or anything like that, we don't have to run and worry about getting wet. And so it was perfect. Okay. And so my husband joined us. We ordered our food and our drinks and enjoyed each other's conversation. But there was something about the hostess that just kept catching my attention. You know, as I said, it was hot. It wasn't sparking hot, but it was hot. A very cool evening, but hot. And she was dressed professionally, as a hostess should be, at an upscale restaurant, as such as we were visiting. And, I, you know, when people would walk up, she immediately had that smile, greeting them and, you know, seating them and helping bus tables and things like that. And it was very familiar to me because I was a hostess. Um, at one of my favorite places that's no longer open, Pasquale's, that used to be right there in downtown Royal Oak, if you would say, I guess, kind of downtown off Woodward. I guess it wouldn't be downtown Royal Oak, but it was uh, in between Royal Oak and Birmingham. I worked there as a teenager, pretty much probably around the age that this hostess Sam was or is. I was um, 19, I believe, uh, when I first worked at Pasquale's, and I went back and forth working there over the years, um, even when I had my job in education, just to make some extra little money. You know how you get those little part-time jobs, or you want to do some weekends because it's holiday season, and you want to rack up some money because you got some things that's kind of, you know, outside your normal budget, and you know you really want to do some things. So Pasquale's was that restaurant, family restaurant that I learned a lot, and just really enjoy being a part of that customer service world. So moving forward back to uh, my dining experience, I'm watching the hostess and she's meeting and she's greeting people. And I caught her a couple times just in long stairs, but looking out, but still pleasant. And then there was this situation that came that really caught my attention. There was a couple that was at a table. Now, you know, I'm a person, if you know me, I will watch the whole room still be engaged in the conversation and whomever I'm with and enjoy myself but I'm still watching people I'm a people watcher and so this couple got up and they went inside the restaurant and so I assumed they might have went to you know the restroom or whatever I'm not sure anyway another couple walked up and they came and you know they pointed over into the outside patio that's uncovered and so Sam went to go seat this couple and as she was walking towards the table, one of the waitresses said, hey, Sam, there's somebody already sitting there. And so she looked and she says, oh, OK, thank you. And she apologized and she's looking around and she brought them over and they sat in the covered patio area and where we were sitting. And she apologized and they said, no worries. And she went back, you know, to the wait staff area, little booth. And um, the couple came back out, went to the table. They never knew anyone was potentially going to be set at their table, right? Because if you really were looking at the table, they didn't have any glasses on the table. There was no sign that there was anybody there. So the average person would think like, oh, that's an available table. And I don't know what we could do as uh, consumers or a restaurant could do um for tables like that. Let's just say you seat this table and I have to go to the restroom. And let's just say sometimes people come and they seat people and you know, you might want to go to one table, but then you might see a table. Oh, can we get that table? Well, if the person is seeing someone doesn't know that someone already set that table, there's nothing there 
that would indicate that it's already set. So maybe there's something that restaurants can start putting on the table that's not going to take up space, but also be kind of cute and let you know like, hey, this table's set. Okay. So anyway, moving on. So um, they went, they sat back down and time just went on. We're enjoying our food, our libations and everything. And I'm still looking and look at Sam and she's still busting tables and she's sitting people. And I thought to myself, she's working hard. She's the only hostess, of course. And, you know, some hostesses don't bust tables. Some restaurants don't require their that service from a hostess because there are bussers, right? And I didn't see any bussers. I saw waitresses and waiters bussing their own tables, but I also saw this amazing young lady, Sam, bussing tables as well. And so my husband, you know, and my younger son, they finished before me. And my younger son was like, you know, I, I really need to get home. It's getting kind of late. And so I was like, okay, you know what? Let me finish. You know, I ordered another libation. You know me, I love my little libations. And I was enjoying the weather. It was, you know, a nice evening. And I said, you know what? You know, you guys go ahead and I'll meet you there because we live like less than five minutes away. So they left and we drove separate. Of course, remember when I said earlier, my younger son and I arrived at the restaurant first and my husband joined me. So my younger son and husband, they left and I continued to sit there. And I was really just really impressed with Sam, just the way she handled customers. And even when no one was really watching, I was watching. She was pleasant. And even when I caught her just staring off, it was like, it's a long day, but I'm here to greet and serve you. Whenever anyone approached her, she she just immediately, I'm sorry, immediately turned on that beautiful smile. And I thought to myself, wow, I know how important it is to be greeted and, and made welcome when I go to a restaurant or any establishment of business, whether it's a theater, um, a club, any type of business. I just know how I feel when I'm greeted with someone's warm smile, firstly, but also just that warm embrace, that welcome spirit. I also know what it's like to go to a place and you get greeted with this ignorance or like a you not welcome spirit and you're like, oh, like, oh, someone's having a bad day. And it kind of totally will determine if I'll stay. Okay. Again, remember, I'm a people watcher. So as I was uh, finishing up my stuff, my waiter, you know, he was running around crazy, just doing his thing. But I still had my eye on Sam. And so I told myself, I said, if I have any paper money on me left, I want to tip her. And so I had a $10 bill and a couple singles. And I said, you know what? I hope that she would, you know, she looks too young to buy a drink or something. But I said, maybe she'll buy herself a sandwich or maybe she'll buy herself something from Starbucks or, you know, a frappuccino or coffee or something. I just wanted her to do something for herself, right? So I have my business cards. I keep on me when I'm out and about some places if I'm really impressed with people. And I, I love to leave notes on the bill. And I attach my business card and, you know, I let people know like how much I appreciate them. And so I left my waiter, his tip, of course. And then I said, you know what? I want to personally go over and talk to her. So as I was walking towards the hostess booth, she was getting ready to seat somebody. So I said, I'm going to wait. I'm not in a hurry. Right. So I'm waiting. And she said, have a good evening, ma'am. And I said, oh, no, I wanted to talk to you. 
And she said, okay, she says, there's something wrong? I said, no, no, no. I said, may I ask what your name is? And she said, my name is Sam. I said, hi, Sam. I said, my name is TT. I said, I'm a podcaster. I said, and I just want you to know that I really appreciate you. I said, you know, my family and I had a wonderful time, but I just appreciate how you were handling people tonight. And I wanted to give you this tip. And I wanted to give you my card. I said, I'm a podcaster, as I said earlier, and I would love to have you on my show in the future to talk about the importance of customer service. And she says, wow, thank you so much. And I said, you have a great night. And she said, you too. And so I walked off and I just felt so excited in my spirit because I said, you know what, Lord? She had no idea that someone was watching her the way that I was. And I'm sure she didn't expect that to not that $10 was a lot, but it was just unexpected. I know it was unexpected because she's doing her job just because she loves what she does, obviously, right? And so I thought to myself, I went home, I shared what I did with my husband. And I said, you know, it's so important that people know that they're appreciated. And not only that they know that they're appreciated, that they are, they are aware that people are always watching. Some people will acknowledge and say, hey, great job or blah, blah, blah. And some people will never say anything, but they appreciate it and they go on about their business. And oftentimes, more than not, I appreciate people's skills and what they do, whether it's directly or indirectly. And I'll smile and I'll be thinking to myself, like, I love their spirit. I love their personality. But on that particular evening, I wanted this young lady to know that she was appreciated. She was watched. She was seen. And what she does really has a way of affecting people. So... Moving forward a little bit, a couple of weeks later, I got an email from her and she says, you know, I apologize for, you know, taking a long time to respond and, you know, I, I would totally love to be on your show and, and I responded back. And so I'm waiting for her response so we can kind of coordinate our calendars because I would love to have her right here on anchor.fm, but I also would like to have her on my actual live broadcast on Thursdays. I'm talking about the importance of customer service along with some other people. When I do that particular show, my hope is that I will bring them on where I can have different people from different walks of life in different areas of customer service where I can actually have them on the live show where you actually can see them as the live stream through StreamYard. So that's all. That's a, you know, a short term, long term mini goal of mine. But in the meantime, I said, you know, I want to come on here and talk about the importance of customer service. So I'm waiting on our calendars to connect because I'm pretty much booked out, not here on Anchor, but through my actual live streams. So I'll coordinate. And, you know, of course, right here on Anchor, it's all pre-recorded, So that should be easier to do than it would be to book out the live stream because my Thursday shows, thanks to people being awesome and God blessing me, I'm actually booked until August at this point. So anyway, moving forward, okay, my husband and my younger son again, we were up in Mount Pleasant this uh, past weekend. We had an amazing uh, time up there and we visited an olive garden up in Mount Pleasant. And our server, his name was Austin. And he was unique and definitely different and stood out. Very outgoing, big personality, very informative of, you know, Olive Garden settings and what they had to offer. 
And like I said, he stood up. And so he was very accommodating, very kind, just very pleasant. And so I thought to myself, I, you know, he's another prime example of people going over and beyond doing what you're supposed to do because this is your job. But just, you know, the difference in the person doing just enough versus a person that's doing a beyond. And he striked me as a person that was doing beyond, not because he felt he had to or he was working extra hard for a tip, but it was just, that just seems to be a part of his nature. So I wrote a nice message on the receipt, but it was electronic. So, you know, I had a whole moment to do a dissertation. And it was so funny because he said, you know, if you'd like to leave a comment on the survey, That'd be great. It really helps us out. If you have time, if not, it's fine. I said, oh, no, it'll be my pleasure. So I was like typing in my comments in the survey section. And he walked by. I said, hey, Austin, I'm leaving a dissertation. And he said, that's one of my favorite things is to read the comments. So take your time. And so I also let it be known. I'm a podcaster. I let it be known that I was going to talk about my experience at the Olive Garden in Mount Pleasant on today on my show for Mindful Mondays. I hope that he will listen to this show. I hope that the people at Olive Garden will listen to this show and know that one, your restaurant was very pleasant, very clean. Uh, the staff was very friendly. Our server again, Austin, totally awesome. Um, the food was delicious. The libations were on point. Just a wonderful experience. Um, we visited that Olive Garden the last time we were up in Mount Pleasant. And it was a great experience. But this particular experience stood out uh, more than the last one. Okay. And I think it had a lot to do with our server, Austin. And it goes back to what I said earlier, the importance of customer service. It is so important that... People that are in this industry remember that you make the difference in a person's experience, whether it's at a restaurant, a club, a business, like I said, in person, on virtual, on the telephone, however that whatever that looks like, even through communication through email. And I'll jump to that in a moment. But it's so important because you are a deciding factor in a person's decision if they'll revisit this establishment. You will leave that impression on the reason why they will return. Whether you know it or not, I've talked to several people and they've talked about their experience with customer service. The flip side of it, where the food was amazing and the service was super horrible from the hostess to the server. And they said the food was amazing, but I'm not going back. Then you also had it where it's like the food sucked. But the customer service was friendly. I'm willing to give them another chance. Right? And then it even gets bigger. Let's take it a step further. You could have amazing customer service. The food could be amazing. But you had to wait a thousand days for your food or your libation. And you're looking around like, oh my God, we're not, they're not even really busy. What's the problem? And so that's another thing. You know, even chefs, cooks, whatever. Bartenders, barmaids, baristas, you guys take note of that as well. You know, I don't know, you know, the real nuts and bolts of how it is in the kitchen. Um, One of my clients gave me some insight on what the proper way it is to run a kitchen um, and how things go smooth, but also some horrible stories on how 
what goes on behind the doors might make a person want to get up and run out if they knew what was happening in the kitchen. So it's a whole win-win situation when you got amazing staff people ranging from managers, chefs, waitresses, bartenders, bussers, and on and on and on, okay? It determines whether you're going to be a place people flock to or a place people flock from, okay? So it's important to remember that. It's very important. So I want to say shout out to Austin at Olive Garden out in Mount Pleasant and Sam at the downtown Birmingham restaurant. She knows who she is. I'll definitely expose what that restaurant is and where it is once I bring her on the show. So moving forward to an experience I had with someone via email. Ladies and gentlemen, it's really important as a business person that whomever you have corresponding for you that's representing you and your brand, keep it professional 100%. It's all about the response, how people respond to you. I've had some people respond so ignorantly and I just know in my heart or imagine in my heart that the people that they're responding for have no idea that this is happening because they're paying you to represent them and in people's face you're always going to be on point at least I would hope so right you or you should just get fired on on spot but a lot of times people are very pleasant and oh yes and this and that but it's all about what do you do and how do you treat my customers and the people that I do business with when I'm not in your presence that's important Okay, and I can speak to that because I represent people as a personal assistant or executive assistant, artist assistant in different realms. Okay, and so I treat people a way that I want them to remember me in a positive way, not just of who I'm representing, but me, TT. You know, I have my own brand, TT Consultant Services. So it's like, yeah, I want to be that go to girl. And if I'm not pleasant and professional and all those things, why would I be your go to person? Right. So let's move on. Two instances. One, I was corresponding with um, a well-known actress that's on BET right now on one of the hottest shows. I won't disclaim who she is because I don't want, or the show, because I don't want to single out her squad. Although her squad needs to do better. And they represent her. And I'm saying they're from a company. So I'm thinking like, whoa. First of all, when you respond to a um, someone, you reach out to someone and they let you know, I have a PR team or a team of people who handle my social media or my you know, communication or whatever that looks like, then they need to be representing their client professionally at all times. And when I tell you, it was like you send in something to this person's team and you don't get a response. And you think like, okay, you know what? They could be very busy. And maybe they'll get back to me in a, you know, a couple of days, maybe even a week or two. And you give them that. And then you, you think like, did I have the right email? You know, is this the right communication? So I reached back out to this actress and she's so humble. I would love to tell you who she is, but I won't because I don't want to put her team on blast. And I really don't. You know, I don't want to put that that light on her, but she's a she's amazing. She's very personable with people 
And I was really shocked, to be honest, that she even corresponds and handles her own social media handles. But she does, and she's super dope. She's super cool. And, um, yeah, I'm a fan of her work. And so, anyway, so I reached out to her because I was thinking to myself, like, dude, I would love to. And I was like, I know this is a chance in the dark, but I'm going to step out on faith, and I'm going to reach out to her. You know, and although I know um, she's on a major network, what's the chance of her being on my show? I'm just TT from the deep. But then I had to think to myself, you know, every major talk show host or podcaster or social media influencer had to start out at some point like I did. And one day I will be that name that you will remember on a beautiful note, right? But in the meantime, I'm building my brand. I'm building my listening um, audience. I'm building a name for TT from the D and I believe a lot of it has to do with the blessings that God has given me for my natural skills on how I deal with people and how I love to talk to people and how I like to shine the light on people no matter what level you want when you're awesome and you do awesome work it deserves to be seen remembered spoken of and arrows pointed your way so anyway moving on so back to this I, I reached back out to this uh actress and I let her know like hey I reached out to your team I haven't had any response you know I know they may be super busy and I want to blow up your information and she says I apologize for that you know shoot them another message and let them know this is your second message and I'll let them know like hey you know respond even if you know it's not something I can do still respond I waited a minute and I did that do you know to this day I still didn't get response from that team and I thought to myself how unprofessional I know it's not her because I've been DMing her back and forth, but I thought to myself how unprofessional for her team to not get a response. Even if they said, hey, we can't, you know, we're busy because let me move on to another note, a different entertainer um, I reached out to that's on a high level um, and she's an R&B artist. Again, I won't put who she is out there. Um she didn't she does not handle her own social media um handle but someone did represent her and reached back out but it was kind of like on a level of rudeness it was like huh the way they was wording how they were speaking it was just like i felt like you were kind of talking down to the correspondence and it was just like not like oh who are you or nothing like that but it was just like yeah so and so um, don't do podcast shows of people that she doesn't know. You know, you you know, you got to be somebody she knows. Um, so she's not going to want to do this show because she doesn't know you. And um, I was just like, oh, that really like I felt like, wow, like, really? So would this artist not do an interview with a journalist that she didn't know personally? Would this artist um, not do an interview with someone that she really might not know that might be somebody because she didn't know them? Because I said, you know, this artist is from um, the era a couple of years ago, still phenomenal, still amazing. And I'm like, even if that's her thought and that's how she feels, I don't believe that the person who's handling her social media should have put it out there like that. Because it could have posed me to look at this artist like, oh, wow. You know, wow. Ooh, that's your spirit and personality. Because you get that, you know, whether people realize it or not, some people care, some people don't. 
you get that reputation of being a diva or, you know, thinking like, oh, you all that or you you above and some you lose your fans. And then we will go back to saying, well, you know, you are who you are because of your fans, the people who helped you get there. You're humble when you're starting out. We all have humble beginnings. Right. But once you blow up, there's nothing like still staying humble, like somebody who I think is humble. I haven't met her. One day I hope to meet her is Beyonce as she's she's huge Michael Jackson type of huge but she meets and greets her her fans and she talks to three people she don't snub them and even if she felt the way that this particular artist that I'm talking about which I won't put the name out there felt I bet you the, the beehive and the, that team would never come off like that there's a way to be professionally like in my day job there's a way for me to respond to people even if they deserve a real nasty response there's a way professionally to say it and i'm not even saying nice nasty professionally getting your point across and you know like mm, you cut them up in a very professional way that they don't even realize they've been razor blade right <laughs> and i'm just saying that in a funny kind of way but there's a way to respond to people you just have to figure it out and if you are the person to handle things for people and you don't know how to talk to people, perhaps you should get somebody that knows how to respond to people in the nicest way. But even though they're cutting them up, but they're not cutting them up and let them get you a generic response to certain type of things. And you just go in and, you know, kind of reverbish it however you need to do and revamp it from time to time, depending on the situation and circumstances. So anyway, <clears throat> moving on, you got to know what type of person you're having. Um, my fellow entrepreneurs and artists and entertainers and you know uh, you know distinguished people you have to know what type of people to have responding for you when they're handling your social media or your emails okay or your phone call messages things like that even returning phone calls that person has to be customer service friendly please believe it's so important okay so let's move on to another um, influencer so here's a, another influencer She's an influencer because she's attached to a platinum artist. Okay. So I was, re I really, I love like her style, her, her personality and everything. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to her. I said, I'm gonna take my shot. They may not respond. They may respond. And I'm used to people not responding. Um, I'm used to people saying, hey, the schedule's booked. And that could be true. It could not be true. Whatever it is, I'm respectful and I respect people's positions, no matter what it is. If you tell me follow up, I will. I won't boom, 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 boom. But I'll take a time and I'll follow up. If I don't get a response, I'll wait, you know, a couple of months or a couple of weeks. Because I know people are busy. People are living their lives. And sometimes emails can get overlooked. And that's another part, especially if you're a person that people are after and they're seeking you. Please understand that you could be in a, just in email jail, as my boss would say. You could be in email jail. So anyway, this influencer is well known too. She has over a million uh, followers, and so I reached out, you know, to the team, and then the response I got back was, you know, it was in a timely fashion, but it was almost like a person talking ebonics but through email, and I was like, really. That was like unprofessional in my mind. I'm thinking like, um, if if I was a major platform and you responded like that, I would probably group the influencer like, oh my God, is this your team? Like, is this who I'm going to be dealing with? And I thought to myself like, really? And I was just taken back. Like, 
Oh my God. Like, do people vet out the people that they have being right under them? And that's a rhetorical question to my fellow entrepreneurs. Do you vet out who you have responding to your emails, to your website, um, to your telephone, responding to telephone calls, returning calls, text messages? Do you know what those messages look like? Are you aware of the response? Because if you're not and you're just on the women saying, oh, I know they got it. I just want to ask you to kind of take a peek. And again, and I ain't shading nobody except the people who need to be shaded. If you are that personal assistant, executive assistant, a part of a PR team, um, if you are assistant manager, manager, role manager, hell, manager, <laughs> okay, um, whatever level it is, if you are a part of some team that represents someone in their brand and you know you rough around the edges, you might use Ebonics and, you know, there's a time, there, you need to be able to turn it on and off. That ain't mean you ain't keeping it real, but don't let you be one of those people that's putting keeping it real when it goes wrong. And you could be the deciding factor on somebody losing a contract or a potential job or anything like that. If you know that you rough around the edges and you really are not a people person, you really don't deal with people well, you don't know how to really respond. <clears throat> I would suggest that you let the person you represent know, like, you know what? I feel that I'm not a really big people person when it deals with direct contact. So perhaps we might need somebody else to be on that level or get me some, you know, PD, professional development. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, it's amazing when entrepreneurs want to make sure that the people that's on their team, whether they're right under them or three, four levels beneath them, are adequate and up to par when it comes to professionalism. It's important. It is the deciding factor if your brand will continue to grow, expand, if people will think that they are a direct reflection of you or not. It's how we perceive people. Thankful for myself personally, this is only Titi's opinion. I'm a person that don't judge people's uh, demeanor by another person's demeanor. And when I say that, I mean, if I had to reach out to you and I wanted to interview you, or if I wanted to um, work on your team, if I had to go through your assistant or your PR team or whatever, and they were rude or they were obnoxious or something like that, unprofessional, I've learned in this business that I wouldn't directly say, oh, wow, so if this is how they are, then this must be how you are. It's unfortunate. But I've encountered people who have no idea that the people that are representing them super suck, are super unprofessional. They have no idea. You know, and it's an embarrassing moment for me when I uncover it. And if I know the people that they're representing, I feel like, whoa, they need to know. Like, yo, you know, it was kind of rude, you know, and then... You know, you, you kind of like, eh, it's a touchy place to be, but you're not, you're not, you just kind of want to interact and watch, you know, and it's a hard place to be. But when you want to see people, businesses rise beyond their own imagination and you see a cancerous sale, you want to do your part, you know, and say, Hey, you might want to look at that or it was a little rough, you know, or wow, you was a little rude or 
well, this is how we are. It's like, oh, well, that's how you are. And even if that person is ghetto fabulous, when they're out and, and about their fans or those people, they're the people that's influenced by them have no idea. Everything that's, you know, done behind a closed door in person, like in a person's personal space, doesn't always have to come out on the forefront. And a lot of times it doesn't, but you could be raunchy and ignorant or all these things, just crazy. But in the media's eyes, they would never know that. Then you need to keep that every part of that to yourself. And the people that represent you need to do the same. You know, customer service is important on so many levels. I just gave you a few examples, whether it's in a restaurant, a place of business, um, even when you go into stores. You know, I had um, an experience, you know, people, if you uh, follow me on my Facebook, you know, I share my experience with Walmart, my experience um, when I went in to buy a bike. I was on a hunt for a specific type of bike. And, um, I mean, everybody was sold out everywhere online, Amazon, just every, even the, the bike company itself, just everywhere. And so I'm looking, I said, I finally got to the point. I just want a bike cause I want to ride bikes with my family. And so I finally found a bike. And so the bike I wanted, it was something wrong with it. And the gentleman in Walmart said, Hey, if you buy the bike online, first of all, it'd be cheaper. You know, I love a deal. He said, and then we'll put it together for you. You know, it might be about between 40, $50, um, just bring it up here and they'll do it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So ordered the bike. I was on my anniversary trip when I returned. The bike was here. I was super excited. About a week later, um, I had my husband put the bike in my car, still in the box, untampered with. And I said, let me go up to Walmart and see. You know, I've been calling. And the reason why it took me a week is because it was like, I kept calling, no answer, no answer, no answer. Customer service, uh, yeah, Walmart don't always answer that area. And I know they'd be super busy. I know they're understaffed in a lot of areas, but somebody needs to answer the phone at some point. Okay. If I can, you know, you cheat the system and push pharmacy and the pharmacy send you over to customer service. And then it's like nobody answering or they answer and they put you on hold forever. That's just not good customer service skills. Okay. So anyway, I decided, let me go in person. Went, stood in this long line just to be told that the guy just had left. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, all right. Well, when's the best time? And so they're like, oh, on a Thursday or a Tuesday. I'm like, cool bet. Okay. So I told my husband and then I'm calling in advance because I didn't want my husband just to go on a wild goose chase. And so nobody's answered. My husband said, I'll just take it up there. And I'm like, okay. And so I said, well, you know what? I'd rather just try to call. So that was a Tuesday. And I decided, you know what? Well, let me go online because you might need a, a reservation. I'm not sure. So I went online and then there's a, a third party company to Walmart. That said, you need to make a reservation if you want your bike put together, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I thought to myself, wow, I'm glad that I decided not to let my husband go up there just blindly. And I went online and I found that you need a reservation so the people can know what to expect. So I'm on there and I'm looking. And although it says that you can make an appointment, I don't see where it is to put together a bike. So I'm like, well, how do you make a reservation? And they don't have, they tell you this is what you need to do. Yet it's still, I don't see the area that I can do it. So I'm like, let me just call the 800 number because this doesn't make any sense. I'm calling. Customer service lady is rude. I'm calm, you know. I'm like, I want to give you the same energy you're giving me, but no. So I'm still telling her what I don't see. And then she tells me, you got to choose the option that's put to, to putting together small furniture. And I'm like, but it's not furniture. You're going to charge me the fee to put together furniture versus the fee for the bike. 
she says well it'll end up being the same so when I went into it she's walking me through it on the phone I'm talking to her and it went from $50 to put the bike together to 165 I said well no me choosing this feature is going to have them charge me $165 to put together a small piece of furniture when it's not even a small piece of furniture it's actually a bike and the bike feature is $50 so she's still trying to talk around it. Well, it's probably because of the type of bike. I said, ma'am, no, you're not hearing me. So I'm, so she, her, her voice elevates. And I thought to myself, who's she talking to? I said, excuse me, ma'am. I said, I'm not sure why your voice elevated. Why you taking that tone with me? Because you're being really unprofessional. And you still haven't even helped me solve this issue that I have. And you're not helping with the information that I'm requesting from you. She said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you couldn't hear me. I said, no, I hear you quite clearly. I never indicated that I could not hear you. I would have said, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Could you repeat that? So you raise your voice because you are upset because you're not getting across what you're trying to get across because it doesn't make sense. You want me to choose an option that doesn't make sense and it's not accurate the person would show up thinking they're doing one thing when it's something else and not even have the same tools. She says, yeah, you probably better off just calling them directly. I said, I'm calling y'all because you need an appointment. I said, you know what? Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Is there anything else we could do for you? No, because you didn't even help me in the first place, but no, thank you. Have a great day. And I hung up and I was so pissed. I wanted to cuss her out, but I was like, what good is that going to do? You, she's ignorant and you got a nasty attitude. And you're not going to receive what I'm saying. And me cussing you, I just going to get my blood pressure raised. And that's not going to make me feel any better. My bike's still not put together. So long and short, my husband ended up going up to Walmart on that Thursday. And 15 minutes after he did, he was like, I was in line. And then first they was like, they don't know. And then they said, you know, it might be a little while away. And then the guy has to come back up front. So he said, I was doing a little bit of shopping and getting some stuff for Cody. And so he was just like, I had them to text me and I went back up to customer service the man was there with his son and he put your bike together for free I said wow that was nothing but God's blessing because there was a fee and I would have definitely paid him I said but if I'd have been there I would have tipped him because he didn't have to do that for free so I said that was God's favor because I was being obedient and I was also being kind and patient and so were you so that was God's blessing and I appreciate it so saying all that to say it's not just these personal businesses and entrepreneurs. It's corporate places. Like Walmart is a whole corporation. And again, we have all kinds of people that works in, you know, in these different areas. You, you people might want to look. And when I say you people, I mean corporations, entrepreneurs, businesses, small businesses, big businesses. I don't care what kind of business. You might want to look at what it looks like to get professional development for your staff and your team. Whether that's bringing somebody in or doing a wonderful retreat. The education world does it a lot. They offer professional developments. They sometimes send people off site prior to COVID and, you know, team building skills, all kind of type of things. You might want to revisit that or introduce that to your people, your staff, the people that represent you. Because like I said earlier at the beginning of this, customer service is everything. And it's important. It's going to determine and dictate if a person will return, patronize you again have good or bad feedback about your business. And it may not even be something that you did directly. It could be indirectly, or it could be the person that's representing you. And again, be mindful. Sometimes the people that's representing you aren't representing you the way that they're representing you in your face behind closed doors. So be mindful. 
Customer service, again, is everything. It's important. Shout out to every man, woman, boy, and girl that provide customer service, no matter what level it is. And remember, you represent the person that hired you to represent them. So represent them well. Join me every second and fourth Monday of the month for Mindful Monday. Right here, www.anchor.fm forward slash TT from the D. Also join me every first and third Monday of the month for Marriage Mondays. If you are a married couple, if you are engaged to be married, you know, whether you're newlywed, if you're in a serious relationship, getting ready to be engaged, Mindful Mondays for married people will be amazing for you. It won't just be always what I have to say. It'll be what other couples have to say. I'll be soliciting topics that you want to hear about, that we'll talk about, getting real responses, sharing therapist feedback. I'll have counselors on here, real relationship-fueled couples on here. We'll talk about books, all kind of things. So right here on that, on my show, www.anchor.fm forward slash TT from the D, every first and fourth Monday, Marriage Mondays, and every second and fourth Monday, Mindful Mondays. And don't forget to join me on StreamYard every Thursday at 7 p.m. for a live stream show. You never know what we'll be talking about, who will be on the show. It's always amazing. And I thank God for every viewer, every guest, and all the people that will come after this show. Have a wonderful night. Stay blessed, and I'll see you next Monday.